politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots who are still yearning to fight for liberty to the one and only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house today for a brand new week of broadcast, Monday, July 26th. And we got a lot to talk about already. I am indignant because I have found myself throughout my career in this very position most often. And that's the position where the far-left, globalist, vermin, dirtbag maggots create a problem. They exacerbate the problem they created with insane policies that not only exacerbate the problem, but have terrible side effects on everything else. Then Republicans indulge every premise of what they did without throwing rocks at them and accusing them and proving that they caused the problem. But then they have one or two tiny little, you know, very granular differences and they fight over those differences and then they're put on defense from those differences rather than embracing a fully coherent alternative view that exonerates our way of doing things but certainly incriminates the left. We don't have that. We don't have a single state as it relates to COVID and the vaccines. This is where we are right now. So much false information put it out by the people that claim there's false information. The Republican governors in these southern states sound the exact same as the Democrats, except they just nuance it in a talking point. And then they have one straw man after another. What's, what I'm finding is so amazing is that they these guys created COVID. Okay, that, that's not our problem, that these SOBs hooked into the big government, big pharma network, worked on the gain-of-function research in China. They created a unique bioweapon. Then they exaggerated it and lied about the nuances of what it does, but it does cause problems for some people. That's not our fault. We didn't create that. Do terrible things with lockdown and masks that are all pain and no gain. Then they come up with trillions of dollars worth of clot shots, lie about the side effects, would have never been approved had we known just what we know has occurred, much less no long-term safety studies. They have already been proven to lie about its ability to stop infection, even symptomatic infection, and stop spread. That is now down to zero or 20% or 40%, depending on who you believe. But the numbers are going down and down and down. But we are still to somehow believe the final tranche. They lied about outdoor transmission. They lied about no cures to this. They lied about remdesivir. They lied about lockdowns. They lied about masks. They lied about asymptomatic transmission. They lied about children being in danger. They lied about a lack of natural immunity and somehow it being much less than the vaccines when it's much broader, long-lasting, and durable. Everything they said about natural immunity turned out to be true as a ding against their product. And now we are to believe that their final point, oh, it still stops critical illness, is true and is going to hold up? Well, the Republicans believe that and they refuse to promote the only thing that does work 
which is early prophylactic treatment like ivermectin. We're going to unpack that today. Our sponsor, Better Spectacles. We need conservatives with better vision, literally and figuratively. Reagan wore Rodenstock glasses. Um, they are really the gold standard with over 500 patents. Now, uh, Better Spectacles has their Go Specs Rodenstock lenses that use advanced algorithms from more than a million patients measuring 7,000 points in the eye. Real science behind this, 40% better sight, no neck strain, more energy. Go to betterspectacles.com slash conservative to schedule a teleoptical appointment. Uh, you don't have to leave your house. Believe me, you have to wear a mask wherever you go now, so this is a way of avoiding that. They're offering you and my audience an introductory 61% off their Go Specs lenses plus free handcrafted Rodenstock frames. Just visit betterspectacles.com slash conservative, betterspectacles.com slash conservative. So we have all these uh, straw men, all these straw men. It's kind of like the the Rona visiteth the sin of the unvaccinated upon the vaccinated. That's basically their thesis. See, they have their protection. What's wrong? You're so concerned about us. So yeah, we're stupid. We're killing each other off. You'll have more of your voters. Why are they so concerned about our health? Obviously, they're not. Obviously, they're not. What's going to happen this week, what has been happening the last two weeks is they're, they're coming up with straw men. Everything that goes wrong in the world is the result of someone not being vaccinated. Everything that goes right is the result of someone being vaccinated, just like they did with the lockdowns and the masks. So they'll have a halfway correlation and then miss the other half. So, for example, anyone who, who dies is because he get, didn't get the vaccine. Anyone, anytime someone has the vaccine, you don't hear about their deaths. You don't hear about all the people pimping vaccines on their social media that now their stories, oh, and they, they're, they're sick anyway. And what's funny is, now that it's proven that this thing is a complete dud in terms of stopping infection, so every time someone gets it now, they're like, you see, they had mild infection. Look, it protected them. I'm like, what's your evidence they wouldn't have had mild infection without it? So it's one straw man after another. One lie after another. But again, they are the ones who created the virus. They are the ones who blocked treatment for the virus. They are the ones who lied about everything at, a, at a, an amazing cost. Yet Republicans are indulging this lie, and they're saying, like, you don't want to go back to lockdowns and masks, right? Well, you, so you're admitting that was bad and wrong, and now we're to trust the same people pushing this? And now even the final frontier, which is the vaccines, three-quarters of it has been disproven. It amazes me that nobody's talking about this. Putting aside the debate, let's just say for a minute, even though it's been disproven from a number of countries already, this notion that it's more effective. But we've been noticing this very quietly for months, that there is zero correlation, zero, between countries and their vaccination rates versus ones that, that have um, higher vaccination rates. You've had all of Eastern Europe, which hasn't had a problem, very low vaccination rates. You have Gibraltar, Malta, Seashells, UK, Israel, 
And now the U.S. I don't want to hear this garbage that somehow the U.S. is like not enough people vaccinated. It's a straw man. Do you know that in America, 90% of seniors have at least one shot and roughly 80% have two? Okay? That is a tremendous achievement if you believe in that. And that was your goal. You got it. They keep blaming us when we have no power. We have no power even within the Republican Party, even within the red states. They never did what we said. Some were a little better to varying degrees. But none of them pushed ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. None of them changed the outpatient and inpatient protocols for treatment. None of them completely avoided lockdowns and masks. Almost all of them in the major settings they had it in the major cities, even if the governors didn't push it. I don't want to hear this. They got what they wanted and they refused to own the consequences. We saw this. This is the big thing. We talked about this for months. February, March, April, into May. The southern states were dead. There was no, no COVID to speak of. They, had no, they didn't have the masking by then. They took it off. The lockdowns. Capacity restrictions. And they had lower rates of vaccination. The Northeast and the upper Midwest, like Minnesota and, and Michigan, you remember that just a couple months ago, they had a big spread. Still with impervious mass mandates having been in place for a full year, capacity restrictions still in place, major events not being held yet. And yes, by April and May already, it's not as much as now, but they had a significant vaccination rate and among seniors, it was front-loaded. The overwhelming majority at that time were already vaccinated in New York and Michigan. And they never took ownership for that. And we always pointed out at the time, look, you're going to have a Hope Simpson curve where the southern latitudes get what the northern latitudes got in the late winter, early spring. Everyone gets kind of a late fall, early winter spread, north and south. North probably a little bit worse. Then some areas of the north seem to get a second hit, late winter, early spring. And then it's dead in the south. And then they get either a late spring, this year is a month later, into the summer, they get a summer spread. That's why Israel also got a spread. And then you're always going to have, it's somewhat endemic, it's really going to be everywhere, especially in places that didn't get it much. So in, in the UK, it's far in the north, but the main spread recently was in Scotland and the Northwest that didn't get much. Because the key ingredient is not the mask, no correlation. Not the lockdown, no correlation. And not the vaccine, no correlation with better outcomes. It's all how much built up immunity you have. It's going to be endemic. It's going to get you until everyone is exposed to it. Are you going to do it? By using known cheap and effective treatments or not. That is the only option. You want to have the vaccine as an optional supplement? Go have it. But for these Fox News hosts, these phony Republican governors, to sound like the left and, and talk down to people to varying degrees, depending on who they are, basically shaming people, that is a straw man. If they want to go get the boosters, that's fine. But just know that... They're already late to the game. The evidence already shows you're going to need the boosters. The, the CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna said that from day one. Oh, Daniel, they're lying. Well, then they're lying about the whole thing. 
They, they, they contradict themselves every second. So one of the things they're saying at a given time is true, one is false. And it turned out, what we're seeing is that, and it's still unclear, but what is clear is that especially after a few months, there is basically no efficacy in terms of stopping infection and spread. That is a fact. Even if it's 100% effective in stopping serious illness, which it's not, seems like it's more 50-50, but again, that keeps going down. Likely in a few months, that will be down to zero too. Waning antibodies, everything they said about natural immunity, which was false, does indeed apply to their, um, their shots. But let's just focus on this point we made on Friday. Why is nobody mentioning this? Their entire argument for lockdowns and masks is that you're spreading to other people. It's an unbelievable thing, but let's say you could say just your mere existence is a problem, and we could force you to either lock yourself down, cover your breathing orifices, or take an injection. But now their narrative is the opposite. It's saving yourself and not the other person. You see what I'm saying? How could you say that someone's endangering others by not getting vaccinated when we have now proven if you are vaccinated, you are spreading it. They're getting it symptomatically. Mind you, these guys believe you could spread it asymptomatically too. But I'm saying you're even getting it symptomatically. You're going to be spreading it just as much. Think about it. Two people. Person A doesn't have the vaccine but has prior infection. It has been proven by dozens upon dozens of unanswered, unrefuted studies on the other side, that even if you have an asymptomatic infection, you have likely lifelong, but certainly longer lasting than the vaccine, immunity that covers all the variants and stops, certainly stops you from spreading because you also get not just deeper blood serum immunity with the T-cells and memory B-cells, but also mucosa, um, um, the mucosal immunity you know, through your just mouth and nasal cavities down to your lungs, that's the first line of defense that everyone agrees the vaccines do not convey to you. These vaccines do not. No one will tell you they do. Whereas natural infection does. That's really what's going to stop the spread. But that person is a criminal, a pariah, a piece of garbage, marginalized from life. Whereas person B, who didn't have the va- the the um prior infection, some some might have, but I'm talking about someone who didn't and has both shots, that guy has been proven, especially if he had the shot a while ago, is just as prone to spreading it as a guy who had neither prior infection nor the vaccine, the vaccines, whereas the guy who had prior infection without the vaccine is impervious, himself and others. Right now, that is a fact. What I just told you is incontrovertible. And this is not a small point. Like, yeah, there's only a handful of people with immunity. No, in any given place, 40 to 60% already got it, and some places even more. That's a significant, significant chunk. How could we have policies based on ignoring that settled science? And we're the ones to be made to feel guilty? Are you kidding me? Boy, folks, I need a drink of wine. So ticked off. Those of you who listen to this in the evening, drinking one cup of wine every evening is healthy. 
but I have a way for you to drink something that's 10 times healthier. Bonner Private Wine Partnership. Believe it or not, there's something called conservativewine.com. Down in Argentina, they make this really dark red wine from Malbec grapes grown at 9,000 feet. Lab tested these wines, and they found that they contain up to 10 times the levels of longevity and heart health nutrient called resveratrol. Resveratrol is powerful stuff. Pops up in a number of studies on longevity, heart, and health, uh, and brain health. The wines also have 90% less sugar, fewer chemicals, fewer additives. They taste great in the steak. I love barbecuing with wine. Notes of blackberry, leather, cherry, and smoke. Today, the guys at conservativewine.com are giving you 50% off their best Malbecs, plus 50% off shipping. Just go to conservativewine.com today. Pick up a gift for yourself or a loved one, conservativewine.com. So, folks, after all this, we're left with the one thing to believe them. Well, it protects against uh, serious illness. And again, I want to point out, they're trying to seamlessly glide into their new position without us noticing their big lie. Oh, no, 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 yeah, we never said this protects. No, but that's serious illness. Daniel, you got to admit that it's the whole thing. Now, first of all, our whole point all along with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and early treatment was that the problem is not the virus and cases. It's serious cases. That's what we want to avoid. But they wanted, no, you need a vaccine to put an end to this. And now they're saying it's nothing but a therapeutic, except it doesn't work as well. And mind you, actually, if you did take ivermectin prophylactically, the data shows 86% reduction in infection. The vaccines provide zero. Some data, new study out, it's just 20%. But again, it's a moving target and and likely seems to be first in, first out. If you got it in January, you're 0%. Maybe if you got it more recently. And this is what we're seeing. The serum levels, you get a fly in the pan. They test their serum levels. It goes up. The antibodies goes up. But then, by the way, first of all, also, it does suppress your immune system. This is everyone agrees now. It's been proven. After the first shot, we're seeing a spike in cases. It's another big lie. They never see Israel and the UK and other countries are putting out three cohorts, vaccinated, unvaccinated, and partially vaccinated. Our country only considers vaccinated two weeks after the second shot. But if you're within two weeks of the second shot, if you only, or if you only had your first shot, that that's placed into the unvaccinated pile. While meanwhile, there is evidence that 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 middle ground actually causes greater infection. It temporarily suppresses your immunity and then two weeks later goes up and then eventually goes down to zero. And that's a big problem. So you can't, you, you, they're saddling us with their liabilities and then benefiting from all the benefits. Remember, in this country, most people do not know about natural immunity. The government has made it clear it is nothing you need the vaccine. So most people who had prior infection, just like most people didn't, went and got vaccinated. So keep in mind, a big chunk of those who were vaccinated were also had prior infection. So naturally, a good number of them aren't going to get it, not because of the vaxes, but because of the prior infection. A good number will get it and are getting it. Those are the ones that didn't have prior infection, just like people that didn't have prior infection and are unvaccinated. It's the same boat. The only thing they have is short-term, to some degree, 
It protects against serious illness. And that's fine. That might have a role for some people. But now, what about the side effects? See, that risk versus return matrix, they said this thing is safe as anything. Better than MMR. And they had, make no mistake, in their trials, they said, I forget the number, you guys, I don't have the Pfizer trial in front of me, but it was like 97% or something with serious illness, and yeah, they're right, it was less for infection. When I say less, it was something like 92%. Okay? J&J were the only ones that came clean and said it was 67%, but then even gray, like almost 100% against serious illness, that was their thing. It is now down to zero. Do you know Iceland? Iceland has 80, 71% of their entire nation is vaccinated. Remember, that means basically almost 100% of adults. It, it, it's lopsided. America, too. The numbers are misleading because it still hasn't been approved for under 12. And 12 to 17, there still is a little bit of judicious circumspection about it. But among adults, I mean, it's it's the overwhelming majority. And among seniors, it's almost everyone, even in red states. Okay, so that, that's, that's the big lie here. They got what they wanted. The notion that you have to squeeze out the final little bit to get a degree of efficacy is insane. There is no way it has that degree of efficacy. But anyway, 71% in Iceland fully vaccinated. 82% of new cases were from fully vaccinated people. Zero efficacy to stopping the infection. But serious illness too, you go to Israel, there are 108 patients in the ICU. Not a lot for an entire country, even a small country. But it's a country of like 8 million. And it looks like they're about peaking now. It's going to be much less, but much less because half the people have it already and the virus attenuated. 71% are fully vaccinated. 71% of the 108 patients in the ICU in Israel are fully vaccinated. That is hard granule data nationwide that they transparently update every day, unlike in the U.S. where they randomly throw out figures here and there when they want to. They have a continuity of daily granule updates. Okay, I don't want to hear this lying garbage in the U.S. Now, what Israel is doing with that data is mentally ill and appalling and Nazi-like, and yes, I will use that term, their prime minister is nothing but a Nazi. Disgusting, truly disgusting what has happened to that country's government. But nonetheless, 71% are fully vaccinated. So it's roughly tracking with the rate. Now, everyone's going to throw me, well, Daniel, it could be that really it has some degree of efficacy because... It's gonna be it's gonna be weighted more towards the sick and elderly, but maybe a, so so what you're basically telling me is maybe it has some degree of efficacy against the cohort that's not really at risk. Maybe, maybe it's not proven. 
But at some point, the onus is on them when it has this many side effects and they're absolving of liability and they're shoving it on us. Isn't the onus on them to incontrovertibly show us that it's safe? Oh, whoops, it's not safe. But if you're going to have to take the risk, at least that it does freaking work. Why is it that we always have to show that this is what's so wrong? We have to show any time, even if they were wrong on the first nine premises, but premise number 10, and it's starting not to look good. What, you, Daniel, it's not proven yet to the mathematics. Yeah, I know that, but dude, come on. Man, am I pissed off. You have a, do you know that you have a million apprehensions? We, we have now crossed that our border. A million apprehensions of illegals, not to mention the hundreds of thousands of others that those people enable to come in when our agents are tied down. Forget about the COVID vaccine. Most of these people don't have the mumps vaccine and tuberculosis. But these public health experts, they're suddenly silent because they're a bunch of clownish, cloddish, puerile buffoons. They know nothing. They believe in nothing. They're the same SOPs that will look to someone a 70-year-old diabetes heart disease patient who tests positive for COVID, you got a couple days on the clock to get treated. They'll be like, go home. If you can't breathe, come to the hospital. Then when, they, then when he can't breathe and he comes to the hospital, they give him oxygen, and they have nothing but $3,100 remdesivir, which, which actually has worse side effects than efficacy. I mean, not than efficacy. There is no efficacy. And a ventilator. And they will literally sign affidavits in court cases where the family is pushing the right to try ivermectin. No, you're not allowed to try it. They will actually side with that. Mind you, it's not like they're offering anything else themselves. This is where we are in this country now. We're at a crossroads. Very different narrative than you're going to hear from the Fox News phony conservatives, and these Republican governors. Very different. It, it, it's truly shocking. We are being lied to. And again, mind you, we're not even trying to do to the vaccines what they're doing to ivermectin. It's not even equivalent. There's nuance in life. To say you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine is a stupid statement. It's like saying, are you like everything else we talk about? Are you pro immigrant or anti? Well, the details matter. Are you pro fats and calories or not? Well, what type? How much? Over what period of time? For whom? You know what I mean? Why do Republicans have to indulge it? Oh, pro vaccine. Well, what do you mean? I mean, you, you got you got to be transparent about the data. Stop lying and censoring debate, and then we can make an assessment for whom. But also, here's the sad thing. You can't perfect something that you lie about. They don't see any problems with the vaccine to begin with. That's fine. You want to do something quickly, have it experimental, that's fine. But then don't deny the problems and try to improve on it. And don't shove it down people's throats. And don't block other alternatives. Saying something is 100% effective, which they essentially did, and 0% risk, which they essentially did, and that there's no other way of treating this, and you're going to get it and die if you don't, is a very different story than, look, this has some short-term 
protection against serious illness, very short term, likely against infection. We don't know how long the protection against serious illness lasts. You'll likely need boosters. And then every single shot comes with a number of risks that even if they believe is low, is higher than every other vaccine we've ever approved put together. Plus, we have no long-term data on long-term effects, fertility for, for young women. We don't know this. Plus, people who already had infection shouldn't get it. Children shouldn't get it. And young adults probably would be unadvisable to get it. If they would put that out, oh, and by the way, there's ivermectin. By the way, here's our recommendation for a mixture of antibiotics, steroids, antiviral, anti-inflammatory for different types of people with different conditions. Oh, okay, well, that's a very different story. It doesn't mean that no one under any circumstance should get any vaccine that they come out for this. There's also Novavax, which the government is slow walking. I'd like to see that. It, you know, it looks a lot more promising, works like more of a traditional vaccine. So don't shove this crap. You're anti-vax. <laughs> no, it's like saying... I come out with a drug like hemlock. You're anti-medicine. Well, what type? I mean, like, what's the data on it? It's just a stupid statement. And meanwhile, 12 days and counting with zero COVID deaths in Sweden. Population of 10.2 million. Larger than Israel. With the lowest mass compliance in Europe. And only 37% fully vaccinated. And yet, what is the message from Republicans? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's running for governor in um, in Arkansas. Okay? Now, mind you, she's not a sitting governor who's termed out, who's going to be a jerk like Asa Hutchinson. She is running. So, so what I'm telling you is, her op-ed is slickly written to be like, look, pray about it, ask your doctor, here's why I felt I get it. She did a softer touch, but that's only because she's running now and doesn't want to, if she would do the Asa Hutchinson thing right now, she would totally lose. A few months ago, I decided to take advantage of President Trump's Operation Warp Speed and get vaccinated. So her entire thing is built upon a talking point. Oh, this is Trump's vaccine. I love it. Like many of you, I had a lot of, I've, I've had a lot of misinformation thrown at me by politicians and the media during the pandemic. And like many of you, I've spent a lot of time sorting through it all, trying to make the best decision I can. What I found was simple. Dr. Fauci and the Because Science Says So crowd of arrogant, condescending politicians and bureaucrats were wrong about more than their mandates and shutdowns that have inflicted incalculable harm on our people and economy. They also misjudged the Trump vaccine plan. So now she's like flipping it around. See, it's a sleight of hand. Yeah, just like they were wrong about lockdowns they're wrong about trump's vaccine what they're pushing it you idiot they're pushing it the whole time yeah they dumped on the ability of him to get it out prospectively when it wasn't out because they wanted to win the election but once it was out and all their big pharma cronies have it they went all in i mean so this is the thing trump do it for trump unbelievable it's in the arkansas Democrat Gazette, ArkansasOnline.com, Google, Sarah Huckabee Sanders op-ed, the reasoning behind getting vaccinated. And 
full of garbage, full of straw men. She says, I believe the Trump vaccine will help keep our state open for business and our economy growing. Wait a minute. Is that a veiled threat that if you don't get it, we'll have to have a shutdown? So you're indul- you admit they're wrong about lockdowns, but then you're indulging it as a false choice that it's kind of the McConnell line, lockdown or or um, vaccine. Again, she's running anew for governor, so she's not going to be quite as obnoxious about it, but she is, she is voicing that. The benefits of getting vaccinated extend beyond protection from COVID. What? That is misinformation. That is not known yet. The benefits for, well, what do you mean? For, for who? Never does she mention in there the ironclad, incontrovertible fact of the half of Arkansas that had the virus already. For them, it absolutely is not. For children, it absolutely is not. At what stage of adulthood, what age it is, it's unclear. It's also unclear because we don't know the long-term stuff. We don't have data. They didn't study a lot of important things in the animals. And even the short-term stuff with all the censorship that she admits is there, we really can't get a proper assessment. We don't know that to be true. And if it's true, it might only be for a few months. Remember, all those people in the southern states that went out and got vaccinated in February, their benefit from the vaccine occurred during the period of time that they weren't going to get the spread anyway. See, this is the big lie. Anytime there's no spread, oh, what we were doing was it was working. And anytime there is a spread, oh, it's because of the other people. And it's like, no, the virus does what it does, and it goes in cycles. It's just total garbage from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And she's trying to pander to us. The other ones are downright just sounding like Cuomo. But never once does she mention, like, I could respect and say, look, you know, I'm Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm a little bit overweight, and I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just saying, if you're going to put yourself in the arena, I never, ever, ever like to talk about physical appearances, and I'm not making fun out of it like the left did, and it's not like she's morbidly obese. She's not, but I'm just saying, you're getting up there in age, you're a little whatever, so then, yeah, there's a little bit more. I mean, she is a female, so it's less than the risk of males, but that is different for a college kid, and then certainly someone who had it already. Right, nothing there. I would have respected it more if she said that. And then the 800-pound gorilla in the room is she won't mention ivermectin. Talk with your doctor and see which one makes more sense. This is what red states need to be doing. This is what a bold contrast would look like. Where they get up there and say, look, everything you're doing doesn't work. So therefore, we're going to direct our Department of Health to issue guidance to hospitals and outpatient clinics and PCPs and GPs to prescribe ivermectin, I would actually make it over the counter. The legislature should do that immediately, but at least make it available at the testing centers, at the, for the doctors, make it clear that we recommend this. So at least the doctors that are more in the middle that would want to prescribe but are too scared would now do it. It's like on every other issue. I could, I could go on and on. I've d- done this my whole career. That we have a totally better narrative than the left. 
They're the ones who caused it. They're the ones who exacerbated it. We have the solution, and yet they indulge the other side and don't and, and block out our solution. It is sick. I live in Baltimore, but it's true of every major area. Where there's open-air drug markets, heroin, meth, whatever you want, poison, kills people. No problem. Yet so unafraid of complications from COVID cannot access a single treatment that has proven effective against the virus. Unless they have access to one of these rare, brave doctors. Oh, these people, you hear all these straw man stories. All these people were, um, they regret not having been vaccinated, these conservatives. Well, some of it, let me tell you, some of it's true. Because they lied to them and exaggerated COVID when it didn't need to be exaggerated. Because for some people, it was a serious problem. So people rightfully tuned them out. Like, you're insane. This whole thing's a lie. And meanwhile... The whole thing was a lie, except the virus was real because they helped create it. Synthetically. So they dismissed it and they get it, and they don't know about the early treatments. Heck, Sarah Huckabee Sanders didn't even promote the freaking monoclonal antibodies. Notice nobody is talking about that. I'm not even a big fan of it. It's very expensive, it's invasive, right? You have to have an injection. It's not like just taking a pill. So it's less likely you're going to take it earlier, which is when it's needed. A lot of times they do give it to you in the hospital, but, you know, it's hit or miss then. So why not just freaking take the pill? Everyone should have ivermectin on their shelf. And the minute you feel you have it, certainly test positive, freaking take it. It's the one thing these idiots won't push. And unlike this, say what you want. But at the end of the day, you look at the European Union data. What is it? What are, what are they up to? Like close to 20,000 deaths, 1.1 million adverse effects, half of them being serious. You could say all you want. It's a low fraction relative to the denominator. But at the end of the day, that is appallingly high for anything we have pushed. At the end of the day, fewer people have died from ivermectin than, than um, Tylenol. Tylenol is about 750 a year. A lot of people take it in a, to, to commit suicide, to overdose. It hasn't stopped us from offering it over the counter. There is no reason ivermectin should not be over the counter. You know, the funny thing is, the few rare symptoms, so I was looking at some of the literature, the few rare symptoms of, um, you know, side effects from ivermectin are just very mild. You know, diarrhea, <clears throat> rash, headache, um, you know, whatever, that, that type of stuff, just the, the minor, minor stuff. Do you know Pfizer's own trial among 12 to 15-year-olds within a few days of the second shot, 66% experienced fatigue, 65% developed headaches, 42% developed chills. Now, again, I'm not saying, you know, for certainly for seniors, if that was all that would happen, it would certainly be worth it. If that was the only concern, but you know, for young adults, kind of stupid because that's what they're going to get from the virus anyway. So you know, what 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 are you doing? Um, even if there was zero uh, risk of serious side effects, long term side effects, and death, which there are, 
and particularly the myocarditis, which is very potent among the young males, 18 to 24. But what I'm saying is up front, you're getting what you would have gotten from the virus anyway. But this is the irony. Like, you know, the 0.01% of the ivermectin um, side effects, almost all of them were what you get from the vaccines. You know, half the people get them. 40% get them or whatever. This is the lack of informed consent that these a-hole, phony conservative talkers and writers and elected Republicans, they will not do this research. They did not have the continuity of observations and the scholarship that people like at this show have put out for 17 months. They just spew garbage and they'll use the failures of the left on the other stuff when, mind you, they didn't fight it when it mattered. To somehow say they're right now, but really it's for Trump. Name me one major figure aggressively promoting the vaccines now on the right who was with me and Steve Dace from day one fighting lockdowns and masks. Heck, most of them were extremely muted and many of them were downright on the other side for significant periods of time. Namely, <clears throat> the periods of time that actually mattered. Now, I'm sorry, I just got so carried away today. I lost my voice just from screaming so much. But man, am I upset. You have Nancy Mace, the Republican from South Carolina, promoting legislation to help Britney Spears. <clears throat> That's their hill to die on. These people don't know what it means to be a conservative. Chip Roy just put this out. Um, where is this? If you look at, so the, the Senate Armed Services Committee voted to add women to, um, what is it, na uh, national selection. What, 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 what's that called? Um, you know, registering for the de facto draft. Every male registers when they're 18. They've been pushing this forever. They voted in committee to have women register, young girls. On the committee, the following Republicans voted for that. Deb Fisher, Joni Ernst, Tom Tillis, Dan Sullivan, Kevin Kramer, Rick Scott, Marsha Blackburn, and Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, another one promoting the vaccines. Every one of them a red state Republican. We can't even get a red state Republican to rally around the premise that even, I mean, do you know how radical this is? It was always, when I was growing up, a radical thing to even have women in combat to begin with, voluntarily. But now we're going to take the step to lay down the marker that they are, there is no difference between a man and a woman in terms of national service. I, I know the straw man, yeah, it's just signing up, it, it, it's not really a draft, but potentially it could turn into one. And if we ever did, that would be the basis for it. And you are laying down the marker that a woman, a young girl, cannot utilize the courtesy a society, a civil, humane society should offer. That even if you believe optionally women could join that, but certainly that they could opt out and be enjoy the protection that men were responsible and created to offer. It's truly disgusting. But that, that's conservatism. Just like all three of Trump-appointed judges 
have now set the precedent of Roe v. Wade. I have the article today. I talked about it Friday. That transgenderism is codified into our statutes, Title IX, Title VII of Civil Rights, and uh, 14th Amendment. And now every state, we talk about red states, trying to, we have to fight so hard to get them to do good stuff, to offer a bold alternative. Yet, even to the extent we do, then the courts just nullify it. Mind you, they have no power to do it. All that thing with girls sports, the fight is over before it started, thanks to the three Trump-appointed judges. So even if we got all the red states to pass it, won't matter. Won't matter. Because, folks, that's what it means to be a red state. Again, when you listen to this show, you understand I'm coming from conviction. I don't care about one particular politician. I'm not going to change my views for a party, one person. We're going to be consistent every time. As it relates to something a little bit more nuanced, like like COVID fascism and vaccines, which we've never dealt with before, historically from a public policy perspective. We're going to actually pay attention Look at a continuity of broad observations. And we're going to speak the truth. It is a disgrace that all these phony, phony talk show hosts are mouthing off because they got the same memo that you better talk about it. Ironically, at the time when it's being proven that it's garbage. See, a couple of weeks ago, they could have looked at you in the face and said, oh, no, no, they're totally effective. Now you can't even, it's a joke. How could you say that? And the reason they could say that is because nobody's offering an alternative. Who is going to be that first governor? See, these governors are stupid. They think that the way to evacuate, they think that they're going to have political peril because of these Neanderthal conservatives in the southern states that won't get vaccinated. But they're stupid. The reality is, they're having it now, the same reason they didn't have it a few months ago, and the Northeast had it. It's its time, and it's going to alternate in a few months to the other side. It's going to get less and less each time as immunity builds up. But this has become endemic until it reaches 100. That's what it, what it appears is going to happen now. Pretty much everyone's going to have to get it. That's the one thing we've learned to be true, you know, that we've learned over the last year or so, that, that, that it's not going to hit a, a wall. It hits an initial wall, but it comes back. So if they think they're going to evacuate themselves of that, they're stupid. Instead, you have the same primitive care in their hospitals as you did in New York City 15, 17 months ago. Remdesivir, ventilator, no outpatient treatment. If these Republican governors really wanted to save lives and save their political hides, they would give Dr. Cole, Dr. McCullough, all these people, Dr. Zelenko, a call and work out protocols for their departments of health to put out to doctors, outpatient, inpatient care. And mind you, you would have a lot less inpatient care. And again, if we are going to lock people down forever, if we're going to give them such risky, unproven shots, it's much less draconian if you're that worried to take a senior population, immunocompromised population, which, by the way, the data they themselves say the shots are the least effective for the people who need it most, and say, you know what? Not forever, 
during a six-week period where it really seems to be percolating in your area, take prophylaxis doses. And you could live a normal life. Name me the Republican. Giving you the narrative I gave over today. They don't exist. I will tell you, I could swear on my life, nothing will ever improve until we start a new party. And we know that. I know it's a depressing thought, <clears throat> but the sooner we realize that, the sooner we'll stop doubling down on failure. What you have seen Republicans do, and conservatives, by the way, on COVID, is the same reason they have failed and have allowed the Overton window to move on every other issue. But I'm about out of time and out of voice for today. We're just getting started. Email me, dharwitz at blazemedia.com or danielharwitz at startmail.com. If you want a private email that doesn't get monitored by the government, give this show a five-star rating on iTunes. Send it to all your friends and relatives. Till tomorrow, God bless you all. And thank you for listening.